0: It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, "Not tonight." John Beck is on the run. He throws behind him. It is caught for the touchdown. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. What's up, Aggie Nation? It's time for a Big Blue's Day episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. I'm your host Daniel Olson, and you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at USUtheRightBlue. Uh, yes, I am an Aggie fan, and, and that's why I love doing this podcast each and every week. Um, we we have a lot of podcasts for a lot of the other big, the the Jazz, all the, a lot of the bigger schools, but the Aggies the are up and coming. The David has slain Goliath. So we're, we're going to talk about beating a Pac-12 team in a bowl game, we're going to talk about where this ranks among the best wins in school history, and then talk about some of the best seasons in school history, and see, see where that'll rank. So it's all coming up today on a Big Blues Day episode. Uh, this is your episode for Tuesday, December 21, 2021. All right, so let's start with the championship, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. That's that is the bowl game the Aggies played in. Uh, there's a lot of mixed reviews on on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, th- th- there's some funny jokes um, on 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 Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, both teams got a chance to be on the show. I believe it was last Wednesday night. The Aggies were on and. And he was like, "Where, where is Logan Utah anyway?" And and I mean, he had to have his comedy routine, and and he, and he was saying, "Do you guys get to meet Mitt Romney if you win?" <laughs> just just trying to be funny, and and he let a couple of the guys go on and introduce themselves, but they did with like a one-line joke, which <laughs> or, or who knows, maybe some of this is true. Uh, Logan Bonner uh, said he, he made a, a girl out of Legos, and and a girlfriend out of Legos, and she dumped him, uh, yeah, there was some pretty pretty funny stuff, um, Savon Scarver, I think he said he missed his holiday baking shows to be at this game, so, so they were funny, so was Oregon State, um, the Aggies got to play, so Universal Studios, the Aggies got to spend a day there, and receive royal treatment. They've got to walk the royal carpet and meet Shrek, and <laughs> it was just looked like some fun times there. Um, and so then, then the bowl game was on Saturday. Uh, it was on ABC. Which, if, if some of you are like me and had YouTube TV, it was might have been a stress for a day because they picked the worst time to f- um, not reach a deal with with YouTube TV. Um, so. So Disney, all all the Disney cha- channels, uh, own channels like ESPN, ABC, all all of those came off the air for for a day on Saturday, and so if a lot of BYU fans too, because their game was on ABC right before us, so a lot of us went and got Fubo TV or or some other um, streaming service for a day, just rented it for a day, and 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 that helped us watch the game so unfortunately some of those um won't be recorded I I haven't gotten a recording back yet on that I recorded on Fubo but just have the week trial but anyways um hopefully you enjoyed the weekend there was a lot of games going on um some of you Aggie fans might have been happy about the UAB Blazers being BYU or some of you are probably maybe fans of both but but that happened right before our game and then I mean, there was jazz. There was a lot of stuff. And we'll talk about some of the other teams in other podcasts. But let's talk about the bowl game. So I really enjoyed this game. I I went and watched the first half of it at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I saw a couple other Aggie fans down here in Lehigh. I'm sure there was a lot more up in the Logan Buffalo Wild Wings. Or a lot of you guys probably just watched at home. Some of you guys might have gone to the bowl game. And if so, I'd love to hear about your experiences. So feel free to DM at The Hive Sports, on on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at thehivesports at gmail.com. would love to hear about your experiences. I've read about some of them on Twitter. And um, and speaking of that, we have a poll today of what is the best season in USU football history. And we'll, and we'll debate about that later. But looks like the recency bias so far is pretty high, highly in favor of 2021 um, 64% so far, 1961, people, 22% said that, so there's no recency bias there because, it, I mean, some of you guys remember, there is a statue out there for one of the studs of the 1961 defense, Merlin Olsen, um, only 7% for 2018-2012, I do think some of those seasons we lost, the two games we lost in those 11-1 seasons were very close, um, yeah, we didn't have conference championship games to to. Boost our boost ourselves, but, but yeah, eleven wins is, is pretty much the the peak. So, so all of those top three seasons are eleven and one. I think 1961 was like ten and one and one because they still did ties back then. But um, that that'll be something we can debate about a little later. Um, just it's just been a great decade. It's probably one of the best decades of Aggie sports. You see, like I think some of these classes set. The record for winning this class um, so 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 anyways we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later. I'm already <laughs> talking a lot about it, but um, so the aggies they they start this game and <laughs> they could not have started it more poorly because in the first minute, Oregon state just goes marches down the field and scores a touchdown and so it's <laughs> I think afterwards the interviews they were joking that. We had to start it in classic Aggie fashion because we we've started behind in a lot of our our wins this year. So we we go we go down by a little bit, seven um, zero in the first quarter. But then we dial down our our defense and then we don't allow other points. So at the end of the first quarter, it's seven zero. But yeah, they ran some sneaky plays and, and got into the end zone, but. We were really a physical defense, and that, that is what definitely helped us have a chance. So in, in, in the second quarter, oh yeah, so Logan Bonner, the guy who built the for out of Legos and then she dumped him, <laughs> he got, had some, leg, um, some issues with his leg, with his ankle or, or his knee, and had to come out of the game. And Andrew Peasley had already been, been dealing with the backup had already been dealing with some issues so enter cooper lega out of Orham high school and let me tell you we were super excited i don't know him personally but some of my wife's siblings know them cuz that my wife's family they all went to Orham high and to me it's it's just it's just kind of funny how how these these players studs in, in, out of Orham high a team that's won a lot of 5a state titles did not get picked up by by BYU um, in, in, in their backyard because I mean Matt Matt Gay you see he was a kicker of the year Lou Groza and he played for him high so who knows maybe Cooper Lega will make them regret one day that they didn't get him but he he definitely played well for for his first game and and to the defense's credit they they helped him I think um, if the defense doesn 't show up like maybe they have in the past, then it 's tough and who knows maybe mentally it 's for for a guy who 's not as experienced like cooper lega, the defense showed up a little bit more because they they know that their their guy may not be able to put up fifty points like like um Logan Bonner has in a couple of games this year so so they knew that it it would be a dog fight and and they 'd have to to show up, um, especially the Oregon State defense or offense was a lot better than it showed. Because well, let's look at what the, what the Oregon offense did. So we tied it up seven to seven, and then and then six minutes later they that they, they get a thirty seven yard field goal. I, I believe they missed a couple field goals as well, but then um, Calvin Tyler Jr. Oh man, I love this because he was at Oregon State, and, and probably I don't think he was getting the time or the respect that he deserves. So he comes here and, and scores a touchdown in the second quarter, a uh, 15-yard touchdown, and he just had angry beavers bouncing off him, and he just went in the end zone. We went up 14-10 at half, um, and then we just started to put the clamps down. It, it scared me a little bit, I won't lie, <laughs> because um, third quarter – we hit a another field, uh, w- yeah. We hit a field goal, went up a touchdown, seventeen ten. Then hit a a touchdown. Brandon Bowling um, scored a touchdown off a five yard pass from Cooper Lega. So really big plays. I think the play of the game has to be Devin Thompson's catching a sixty two yard pass from Cooper Lega. He he has that single season record, and I think he has the, um, it in. Yards and receptions. He set the the record in receptions, and he was top three in yards in a lot in a lot of the the season, the the career category. But um, had COVID not been a shortened season last year, maybe he would have had had a couple more yards and set all of the records. But um, you, you never know. He's just had an amazing season this year. It's been such a, a great experience to have. Um, Blake Anderson come and just totally revived the program. So so we were up 24-10 in the fourth quarter to start Everett Hayes, hit another field goal, so 34 yards. So they're within 11, right? And um, we were about to score a touchdown with a couple minutes left, but we fumbled in the end zone, and, and they had the ball with, like, um, what what was it, two minutes left, and I was like, oh, no. We better not pull, do what we did against Auburn <laughs> 10 years ago. If some of you remember, um, that, that was crazy. And, and who knows? this? It might be a... Well, I, I don't think we want Bama, as some of our rivals might say. Like we, like Some of our rivals, they don't even want Alabama and Birmingham, right? <laughs> but um, 10 years ago, Auburn was the defending national champs, and we played at their place nearly one... Um, but had a 10-point lead with two minutes left, but then they scored a touchdown, onside kick. Some of you guys remember that, so we don't have to really live that. I'm just saying um, Alabama this year is in the playoff, and who knows, they might be the defending national champions when we head to Tuscaloosa next year. So we'll have to see. Um, I think hopefully we'll have a good returning class next year. Not all of our studs are returning, so it might be hard to just <laughs> to beat Alabama, but hopefully we can at least um score some points make it interesting um because the, the goal right is to get to where some of the top g5s are and um cincinnati uh, I, I think alabama will win but i think cincinnati i mean they nearly upset georgia last year in a new Year's six bowl so i think cincinnati has everyone's attention and i think alabama should win by a couple of scores but but you never know um if, if you if you can be one of the best g5s out there then Eventually, like, like Cincinnati, you might get a call from the Big 12. So, so not saying that'll happen anytime soon for the Aggies. We we have a lot going against us there, and the market size and and everything. But but we'll just do our best. And so yeah, the the Aggies um, a- after giving up that fumble in the end zone, the Aggies just intercepted it immediately after. Nailed nailed um, run out the clock and Sorry, could you our... are. Excuse me, are are the champions of the first ever and Jimmy Kimmel is probably the last Jimmy Kimmel L A. Bowl, so great win by the Aggies. Um, it was fun to hear all the all the interviews. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was a funny mascot. <laughs> he was dancing around. Um, they showed him and and Big Blue and the Beaver. I think the Beaver. Um, has been lost for a couple of years, so so, so so there's a running joke about that. So they were all running around. Um, they had some funny stuff at the bowl. They had a sandwich that I guess Jimmy Kimmel said he worked for a sandwich making restaurant in high school, and so they all had his sandwiches there. Um, Jimmy Kimmel has a long-standing feud with Matt Damon, and so they put Matt Damon's face on all the toilets at SoFi Stadium. It it just looked like a fun bowl game to be at. I I think I wish it would have been fun to be at that. I'm kind of gonna live vicariously through this game because I I, I saw I, I wanted to get a Mountain West championship shirt but um they're they're a little hard to get now. I waited a little bit, but the Jimmy Kimmel LA bowls are coming in fresh and so I got one. I, I love the LA bowl, like the orange logo for it and got a navy shirt, um and, like with, with with the logo on it, and and it's it's really cool that they won a little belt. It looks like a wrestling belt, and I think Jimmy Kimmel was um, joking that they might have to wrestle like Hulk Hogan or one of those um, WWE guys so to 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 get it after they win. But but I th- yeah, they definitely earned it. Um, we got we can't go on without giving love to the defensive side, so. Um. Yeah. Offense. Yeah. We we know that. I mean, Cooper Lagad's 171 yards. He, I mean, 55 percent and and yeah, two touchdowns, just one interception. So he did enough to win. Uh, same same with Logan Bonner in the little time he was in. Calvin Tyler had 120 yards. I think it's a tougher game without him. Uh, he had that critical touchdown to go up in the second quarter and had the momentum. Devin Tompkins had 115 yards on six receptions with his touchdown. Brandon Bowling had his touchdown. So a lot of the key contributors here scoring touchdowns. Um, Bong Pachong recovered a fumble, so that was nice. Um, Calvin Tyler was the one who lost the fumble, um, but we held on. So Justin Rice, he was great. But also, like, so Cash Gilliam, Nick Henninger, they were all – really, um, stood out to me. Nick Heninger had three sacks and five tackles for a loss. So he was just terrorizing the backfield. And yeah, the whole, the Aggie defense to hold. So Oregon State, what what did they average per game? They averaged 31 points a game. We averaged about 33 points a game. I was expecting more of a shootout, but, um, the, the Ephraim Banda, the defensive coordinator, um, and some of you Aggies were saying, yeah, we're, a little worried he won't be the defensive coordinator for super long, much longer, just because he came from Miami, did really well, and I'm sure P5 programs will take notice that, hey, you just did a really good job, Um, and hopefully that continues. Um, Whoever is our coordinators, I I I feel pretty confident. Well, I mean, there is some news. We can touch on this super quick, but, but Blake Anderson and a police chief were in the news, this last week, for a, a couple things that they they had said um, in Blake Anderson's word, he um, so he was caught on recording because they were having a meeting about teach, teaching the players to be smart about um, they have sexual relations with the girls on, when while they're on campus, and and the police officer was was saying some things that he shouldn't have said, and he got he got fired. He he was. Saying that um, the LDS girls there might, um, after they have sexual relations, be guilty and and lie about it, and and yeah, those of you who know like Title Nine, like that that it's not a, it's not okay to to say those things. And our our coach he was trying to reiterate what they were saying, and 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 he used a word that he shouldn't have used to describe it. He said it's never been more glorified to be a victim, and. And I I don't want to touch on this too much because I want to focus on the, the happy news. But um, I did hear somebody has said that um, there was an incident, not not to pile on because, yeah, we, we, we want to give victims a safe space to confess. But there, there was a, a time when he was at Arkansas State where there was uh, someone that came forward and he kicked the person off the team and later found out, the victim came forward and said that they lied about it, and so um we know crazy things in this world happen, but but we don't want to say things that make victims feel like they can't come forward so i'm I'm sure the the university will be working um Anderson has issued a an apology for his choice of words and um and just from seeing um him this year i kn- I know he's a great guy and. And hopefully they work things out to make this a safe place so that all of our daughters, <laughs> I have a two-year-old daughter and, and I want her to to enjoy her time at Utah State and feel safe there. So anyways, um, so I guess my point in that was was just saying we don't know 100% what it's going to look like next year. We don't know what players are going to declare for the draft because um, they have the extra COVID year and we don't know what coaching staff will be back but hopefully we can just pick up where we left off right um so now let's talk a little bit about where this ranks among the best wins in school history um one guy we're hoping to have on the podcast soon but braden clark he had a list um he updated it with the greatest wins for usu football so i'm just going to read this and and maybe i'll debate this with him if he comes on so his top 10 are 2021 so just Recently, we beat number 19-ranked San Diego State Aztecs in the Mountain West Championship, so really important that we won our first-ever Mountain West title. Um, then number two, we beat number 23 NIU in, I believe, the Poinsettia Bowl in 2013. So big win there. Um, we're one of the winningest um, classes in program history there. And then this bowl game, it checks in for him at number 21. So Oregon State, not ranked, but... Caps off an 11-win season, makes it a special season. Um, I don't know if I agree with the ordering, but I, I like these games so far. Number four, he has number 18, BYU, when we went to Lovell Edwards Stadium and beat him in 2014. Number, 19, or number five, we beat number 19, La Tech, in 2012. All but, all but sealed the WAC title in the last year of the WAC um, for football. Uh, number six, we beat the Utes in 2012. Fun overtime game. That was one of my favorite games that I attended as a student. Uh, Wazoo, so that was this year. So it's amazing that the Aggies beat two P5 programs. Yes, they're both in the Pac-12, who's not not playing well this year. But, but yeah, two wins that we can be proud of. Um, the North Texas, we beat them in the New Mexico Bowl in 2018. Um, so that so that was big. Capped off an eleven win season, BYU in twenty eighteen. We just smacked him again at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I'm I'm excited because we went eight and zero this year. I I think BYU might need to be worried in Lavelle Edwards Stadium this next year, but we'll see what guys come back. A Tyrell Jerry comes back. I mean, he's a offense by himself. So we'll see. And number ten, he has San Jose State two thousand twelve. So. Apparently San Jose State was good last, back then because I asked him, like, why would you put a win, random win over San Jose State? And he said uh, they were good back then, and so that was a good win. Um, so four of these wins coming with ranked teams, I would say beating ranked teams matters to me. Um, obviously the bowl, bowl games and, and a, a lot of the, the wins we're seeing are mostly in 2012, 2018, and, two, and 2021. So, so some big wins there, um, beat, beat some good teams, um, and credit to the Aggies because we might have played some easier teams, and, but when it counted, we beat the, the, the tough teams here. So I was starting to think about this. I still might need to um, write this down and, and come up with my, my top ten I have all the ranked wins in the in in the top four, like San Diego State, um, BYU, La Tech, and NIU, and, and then yeah, I have the other ones behind. Um, I was trying to think of honorable mentions: Hawaii in 2011. I think some of this is just recency bias. Cause this is all mostly just the last decade, but you you gotta roll it back and see. Like, I'm I'm sure some of those wins in 1961. You know, one of our best seasons ever there. Um, and just throughout the year, like, there's... I'm sure we've had some good wins, but um, beating four rank, these four ranked teams in the last decade, that's, that's pretty impressive. I don't know if there's any other ranked ones that didn't make the list. If not, then I think beating ranked teams should definitely make the list. Um, I think Boise State might have been ranked. I'm surprised that that 2015 one didn't make it. I think Braden has said, like, just the season overall. If you're looking at the season overall, that kind of invalidated everything we did in that in that 52 to 26 Boise win. We ended up going 6 and 6 and then lost to uh, Akron in the Idaho Potato Bowl, but the, for that one night, we just the turnovers, we just capitalized off that. Um another honorable mention I had was 2011 Hawaii. I I believe we are not in the Mountain West if we don't win that game cuz we were we're about, we're on track to have a losing season, two, I think we were 1 and, or 2 and 4, and, and then Chucky Keaton goes down, so then the backup, Adam Kennedy, um, one of my friends, and I think he was in my, well, well he, he wasn't a great friend, but he was in my accounting class back then, and so, so it was fun to talk to him about the season, and, and he, he came and led a comeback for the ages, and, and yeah, the Aggies wouldn't be here where they are today without that win, um, one one win, I was talking to um, Greg, I believe his na- name is Greg, um, at Gregor's 18, 1868, um, so he was saying, yeah, maybe he would put the 2010 game against BYU, it, break the, it broke this, break to, what am I saying, broke a 17-year losing streak, or a drought of, of not having the wagon wheel in Logan and hopefully we can get that wagon wheel back soon I'm seeing a lot of weird things from BYU fans saying oh we should do a two for one or we should never play USU again but I don't know why don't we just beat him next year and if they don't want to play us ever again then whatever um but yeah the 2010 game it actually Chucky Keaton was at that game and I think he was thinking of going to Air Force he was all but committed but that win and just that atmosphere he was like oh maybe I should go to Logan actually instead so he did that and, and has just done wonders for the program. He, he is up there. And I mean, yeah, Logan Bonner has broken some of his records recently, but he's on the coaching staff now. And, and yeah, Greg, Gregor's yeah, Greg was just saying, it would be cool. What if, what if we had Chucky Keaton as a coach someday? Um, because I mean, right now he's just a, one of the physician group guys, but he could Bump up to offensive coordinator, and then yeah, maybe one day be in a head coach and be a good one, hopefully, but yeah, hopefully we have blake blake anderson i I think he can do wonders for the program if if he can replicate this in future years um it, it was a it was a tough first year, right we had to grind out some wins um there was like three or four wins that if we don't come back and win them, then maybe we're looking at more of eight, seven, maybe six one season. Um, going into this year I was pretty confident we'd make a bowl game but I would thought it would be more of like a six and six seven and five thing where we'd have to grind out some wins and credit credit to the Aggies for doing what they did um, so yeah really excited to have Braden on in, in a couple of weeks um, definitely want um, yeah he's got some stuff for the holidays like I'm sure a lot of you do um, for me I, I just love sports so I try to still do these podcasts at least the Aggie and the the Jazz one every week, and then work with our other hosts. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to let um, what J- Jake Sorensen, the BYU one, grieve a little bit <laughs> about the UAB one, and then hopefully he'll he'll be back on soon. And I'm um, always excited to talk with them. And as we move to, to, to basketball season, it'll be fun to talk about that. And who knows? We are definitely looking for a Utes um, host. So if you're interested, if you also bleed a little red for the Utes. I know some of you Aggies don't like the Utes for different reasons of the rivalry, but um, we're always looking to have other talent on our team, so reach out to thehivesports at gmail.com if you're interested in that. But um, it'll be fun to cover that, and then we'll be talking a lot about basketball season and some of the winter and spring sports. Um, So And and we'll keep our eyes peeled on any any football news because we know... Football is king. We, we know you guys love your football, and it, it, it'll be fun to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll keep some of these rankings going. We'll talk about where some of the great Aggie players on this year's team rank. Um, we already talked about some of the best seasons. You guys already know. 2012, 2018, and now 2021. 1961 was pretty great, too. So I think um, there's a handful of those years where we've—I think there's— a handful of years where we've even won nine games. Um, still hoping for an undefeated season. Like it will be fun. Let's say so. Here, here's something we'll we'll say because we already kind of know what some of the best seasons are. But what if um, we we go twelve and zero? Like when because we know some of the the best some of the best and not best right <laughs> teams are going to the Big Twelve. Um, if you look at some of the best. Um, G5 teams in FBS, you, you got Cincinnati, who's going to the Big 12, UCF had a couple good years, Houston had a couple good years last decade, and yeah, BYU's had a couple good years, but, but yeah, talking about some of those undefeated te- teams that finish the regular season undefeated, um, so that they go to the, uh, to the Power 5, and then who's got next? Who's going to be the G5 representative? Uh, Coastal Carolina is doing really well. Out east, um, Louisiana, Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns are. And then who's got next in the Mountain West? It's, it's been, I feel like, almost a decade since um, Boise was making the Fiesta Bowl. And, and so it, it would be nice to see um, the Aggies kind of take hold. In um, the Mac, there's not a ton of people. I mean, the Northern Illinois had a couple of years. I think they, they, in 2012, the year before we played them, they made... And, and BCS New Year Six Bowl, um, they did not do well in it. But I mean, they had a really good um, quarterback, Jordan Lynch, and they were just a really good team. And we beat their ranked team in two thousand thirteen. But um, just looking at that, um, if if we're talking about the best seasons ever, what could have been for two thousand twelve? If my my buddy Josh Thompson, he's a great guy, by the way. I know some of you Aggies are like, why didn't we? we we're just a kick away from. A one loss season potentially, or or we only lost to BYU by uh, six to three, and I think we missed a field goal in that game. So um, lo- love him, but yeah, we are um, yeah a couple kicks away from maybe possibly having an undefeated season. So but, and basically that's what you got to do to make the New Year six. I feel like there's always one, um, not every year, but a lot of the years there's always one G five team at least that is undefeated in. It'll be exciting to see. I think, I believe that Cincinnati's the only undefeated team in the nation right now. But they play number one Ohio State, and I, I I may know somebody that might be going to that game, so I might have to be talking about that. Um, might might have some scout team for the Aggies next year, right? Because well, our, our home opener is against UConn, but we travel to Tuscaloosa. If you didn't hear me saying that earlier, but um, yeah, we're about out of time, Aggies, but. This has been great just talking about this win. Um I'd I'd love to get some more of you guys on and get some more feedback and and who knows maybe we might have an hour long or just more in-depth coverage of the Aggies. We're hoping to have some more articles and social media coverage online. We just quick basketball news. Um we lost to Iowa about the same time that we we won the LA Bowl, so it was a little bittersweet. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to complain when you win a bowl game of that magnitude against a Pac-12 team, um, but we lost 94 to 75. I was thinking, like, have we ever beaten two P5 teams in the same day? But that would have been a lot of bragging rights. And we did pretty well in the first half, but just struggled. Seemed tired or banged up. Um, we're traveling. We're we're back home, and so we'll we'll have one more game t- today actually against Portland State. We host them. They're three and sixteen. I think we should should win it, but um, just gotta play it tough and then enjoy the holidays for this week. And then next Tuesday we'll be out at it, starting at Mountain West play. So we'll preview the Air Force game and the slate that we have going up in the Mountain West. Um, uh, so so we go out Air Force and then on New Year's Day we play San Jose State. So it'll be it'll be fun to talk about those games next week. But until then. This has been your Big Blue's Day podcast, and congratulations to the 2021 Utah State football team, your Mountain West and Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl champions.